At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every sight that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details. She screams, I mean a bloody murder. Whatever it was was huge, it was big, it was massive. shot now. It stood up about eight, maybe nine foot tall. It had to bend every bit of seven or eight hundred pounds. This is the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Todd. What's up, buddy? You know, man, I'm just trying to get ready for the holidays. Christmas is around the corner. No, I'm not not, I'm not a guy who likes to do that kind of stuff, man. I'm not. I mean, just give me a list. One day, I just go do what I got to do, buy what I got to buy, get in and out. But, you know, it's always so crowded and busy. But these days... Maybe with Amazon, it's not going to be so bad. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, probably better to shop online than go into the store and fight in the crowds. Yeah. Do you do a lot of ordering online at all, or you <laughs> fight the crowds? Yeah, or Actually, yeah. Yeah. Don't we all in these these days? Yeah. How cool would it be to be an Amazon driver and just drive around all day dropping gifts off and stuff? I mean. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy right now. <laughs> speaking crazy. of crazy, speaking of crazy, we have a crazy encounter tonight. We've got Steve coming on to talk about his Bigfoot encounter. Um, yep. That sounds good. That was in Arkansas, by the way. I, I don't think we have an Arkansas episode yet. So this was back in the day. This is actually no, back no, around no. back around the Falk, Arkansas area. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear what he's got to say and what happened to him, man. I know. I know. I'm ready. I'm excited for this one. Let's bring him on. You ready? Yeah, let's get him. Here we go. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, Steve, you had a Bigfoot encounter back in 75. Where was that at exactly when you had that encounter? Well, that was in uh, outside of Camden, Arkansas. I was stationed at Fort Pope back in the military when I was in the military. And uh, back in 75, I was 19 years old, and uh, my girlfriend lived outside of Camden, Arkansas, which was about a four-hour drive away. So on weekends, you know, we was off on weekends, so uh, we'd go ahead, I'd go ahead and drive up there and stay over, over the weekend with her family. And they uh, they lived in a kind of an old, old country home out there, way out there in the woods, about 10 miles outside of Camden. And they had a farm out there. It was about 250 acres, and I'd go out there on weekends, and I'd help her her daddy go ahead and build fence and, you know, everything else. Of course, they raised hogs. They raised cattle and chickens and such, and uh, I always loved anything to do with the woods and hunting. I've always hunted all my life, Uh, and uh, this one particular weekend, uh, it was a Friday night. I remember very well, and it's funny when you have a traumatic experience you tend to remember all the details crystal clear 50 60 years later it's just the way it is the way your mind works and so i remember this like it was yesterday even though it was back in 1975 um but uh we were sitting in the den and uh me and, and, and her and her family and uh watching tv it's about 9 30 at night and her granny who was an incredible cook she had just finished dinner we just finished dinner and she was in the kitchen washing dishes and uh, all of a sudden she screams i mean a bloody murder it's like it's like someone just stabbed a, a knife in her back well we all jumped up we all run down the hallway there's a long hallway and uh 
just riddled with, with gun racks on both sides because he was, her daddy was a habit hunter too, and so was her brother. So it was rifles and shotguns hanging down the, down the hallway racks. Anyway, we got down there, and I was the first one to the kitchen. And uh, I almost could have flipped over her. She was right there. Her granny was sitting right there at the, on the floor at the edge of the door, and I almost could have flipped over. And she was sitting there pointing at the kitchen window across the kitchen over the sink saying, I've seen it again, I've seen it again, I've seen it again. And I mean, she was, her her face was white, her eyes were wide open like she just seen a ghost. And and so I'm thinking, oh, she saw an intruder, someone, someone trying to break in the house. Uh, evidently, her family knew exactly what she was talking about because she's seen it again. In other words, she found out later on that they all, they all knew what it was and it'd come around every once in a while. So I was in the dark. No one let me on to what we were going after. I'm thinking it's an intruder. And, uh, you know, being military, I, I was, you know, an airborne ranger. I was ready to go ahead and jump and run right then and go ahead and make it happen. Well, he, uh, her daddy said, grab guns. So we all went down the hallway, grabbed rifles and shotguns off the racks, and we went out the back door. And I remember the, st- the stairs were pretty, it was about eight stairs because it was, uh, the house was jacked up on stilts because it was close to the river. And evidently it would re- overflow every once in a while flood out so they had to have the house jacked up and uh we split up her two brothers went to the went, went to the right me and her daddy went to the left and of course her and her mama stayed in with the granny go ahead and tend to her because she was pretty shook up uh, we went and i remember going and it was a bright moon and you know how it is when it's really bright the moon is super bright it's almost like daytime almost not quite but a very strong glow so i could see across the pasture and the odd thing was struck me was it, all the cattle was across the pasture and they were all the far end of that pasture mooing like, I mean, making all kind of racket, like something spooked them. What really got me uh, <laughs> on edge was the three blue ticks he had. He had two, three, three blue hounds he had he hunted with. They were hunkered down under the house and they were scared to death. Now, this is where I started thinking in my mind, my military mind. If I'm after an intruder, them blue chicks be all over him. You'd hear them going through the woods like crazy, running after him. Why are they scared? What spooked them? That's you know made them crawl into the house. So now I'm still, you know, I, I, he hasn't told me nothing. We're going, you know, out to the corner of the pasture where there's a 50 acre swamp over there, and we're heading that way. We almost got to the fence post and. This stench, this smell, was like something dead. Something died between that and strong piss. And I hate to say it like that, but it's the best way I can describe it. Being ex-military, or being you know in the military at the time, you know when we would you know go into what we call latrines, you know the bathroom outside in the woods. You know they have latrines out there. They they were never clean, so you walk into them, you're smelling urine from 20 years ago. And it's strong and bad. That's what I related this to. It was that bad. It was that strong of a smell. It almost make you want to go ahead and lose your cookies right there and, and puke everywhere. Um, and it gagged us. Anyway, we kept walking towards that fence post. We weren't 25, 30 foot away from that thicket right there in the swamp. And we jumped something up. Now, I'm used to jumping up deer when I hunt. And this was no deer. Whatever it was, was huge, it was big, it was massive, and it weighed, it, it sounded like a 2,000-pound rhino just going ahead and coming live, son. It tore, it tore through that, I mean, it went ahead and made a racket, it was ripping limbs, breaking, it was just crazy sound. And then all of a sudden, I seen, we both seen it, this thing clear the fence. When I say clear, you ever seen a deer, a, a deer jump a fence at standstill? They'll do it, they have very strong hind legs like a rabbit. He just, it just jumped and cleared that fence. That's five foot off the ground. Now I helped him build that fence a few months earlier. And that's, that's four foot cattle panel, cattle panel with a, a stretch of bob wire over it. So it's about five foot off the ground. And this critter, it cleared that thing at jump start, sounded like a track star. And when it hit the ground, right in front of us, like 25 foot in front of us, it was, I'm, I'm in shock now. Cause now I know we ain't looking for no intruder. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, what in the world is this? And it stood up about eight, maybe nine foot tall. It had to bend every bit of seven or 800 pounds. 
and it was covered in long, stringy hair. Now, I never looked at it. I never seen its face. So I want to make that clear right now. I never seen its face. It was sideways to us when it went ahead and jumped, and it hit that ground, it ran away from us. It didn't try to charge us, didn't try to aggress us. It ran away from us, and that's probably the only reason why I didn't go ahead and unload, unload my weapon on him. Um, if he tried to charge us, I'd have unloaded and went ahead and reloaded again, but uh, it ran away from us. And it ran like a man. It was about, you know, like I said, it was like eight, nine foot tall, but it, it went ahead and ran like a man. The arm swing on this thing was unbelievable. And the foot, how, its leg spread, I mean, as, 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 it, as it ran, must have been five or six foot. And it ran away from us going to their end of the pasture. And in the moonlight, you can see it. Now, I couldn't tell because the moon was bright, but I couldn't tell if it was black or brown hair. I, I know, I don't, all I know is dark hair, darker hair. But it was black or brown or mixed, and it, it was long and shaggy. And as it ran, you can see it just, I mean, just bounce all over its body. And But it, it but that made it, and I'm, in my mind, I want you to understand, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, is this a bear? Because I've seen many bear. And, you know, before, this was no bear. This thing here had broad shoulders, like a man, like a bodybuilder. And uh, it, it, it stood upright, and it ran like a man. Now, I'll tell you right now, I've seen grizzlies. I've, I've, seen, I've seen black bear. I've seen sugar bears. I've seen bears walk. I've seen bears run. I've never seen a bear. No, bear can't run like that. It just can't. It, it's leg structure and hip structure won't allow it. So it, 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 can, it can walk upright. A uh, bear can walk upright. It sure can. It can stand upright. It can walk upright. But it can't run. It has to follow all fours through that. It's physically impossible for a bear to run like a man. And, it's, but, and a bear also has sloped shoulders. The shoulders are sloped. These were broad, like New Ferrigno, you know, the Incredible Hulk. You remember that movie back in the day? Oh, yeah. uh, how he looked. You know, how big he was. Imagine him five times bigger, you know, and about three foot taller and, and uh, 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 you know, about 400 pounds heavier covered in hair. And you get what I'm looking at right now. I mean, it's exactly what I've seen, you know, minus the green. You know, but he was running away from us. Um, like I said, I, I was I was shocked. And, of course, her daddy had a flashlight. But he was so nervous. He was waiting on here, but we could still see it going, you know, running away from us. Uh, it went across the field, and uh, we heard a major crash. And we didn't know what that was for the next morning, because when it when it, whatever it went through, and I'll explain that here in a second, and it heard that crash, it let all a roar I ain't never heard in my life. And I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, you know, being uh, uh, ex-military, I was I've been all over the world. Stationed all over the world. I've been all over the United States, you know, and I'm everywhere Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Fort Benning, Georgia, Fort Stewart, Georgia. I've been everywhere. Fort Polk, Louisiana, everywhere in the woods. Spent a lot of times in the woods. As a ranger, we, we were always in the woods, you know, and, and training. And uh, I've seen all kinds of critters. I've heard bobcats. I've heard panthers. I've heard owls. I've heard coyotes. I've heard wolves. I've heard all kinds of critters in the woods scream and holler. I had never never heard a roar like this in my life it made the hair back of my neck stand up son i never forgot that and it sounded like a panther how a panther screams you ever heard a panther scream like a woman screaming and then it ended like an elephant almost it was a it echoed through the woods i mean it it made you want to cringe well by that time here come her brothers around the curve around the corner from the house they said did y'all hear that did y'all hear that? And I said, yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> we didn't just hear it. We've seen it. And so they were like, what? you seen it? And I said, yeah. Well, her daddy, he's, he's coming unglued now. He says, man, he said, look, he's all I want to do. He's, you know, this is coming around here all the time. And we don't want to do. I said, so you've seen this thing before? He said, yes, we have. And, you know, I kind of, I didn't really get on to him, but I said, I wish you'd give me a heads up of what we were going after. He said, I didn't have time. He said, I'm sorry about that, but I didn't have time. He said, we had, we had to see if we can find it. Well, we did find it. And, you know, we, we found it. And anyway, so um, once things calmed down a little bit, uh, of course, the girls here, her, her's making a racket outside, so they come to see what's going on. And, uh, we calmed down a little bit. We were all just, I mean, adrenaline was running. And uh, her oldest brother was six foot four, tall, skinny fella. So just kind of like for you know, a size, size comparison. 
we went ahead and we had him stand under the kitchen window because the house was stilted up. I remember it was jacked up. And he raised his hand up as high as he could. You know, six foot four fella. He raised those hands up. His fingertips were probably about seven foot in air, you know, at the tip of his fingers. And he could barely touch the top, the bottom rim, the bottom rim of that kitchen window. Which pretty much put in, con- in context, whatever looked in that window had to be eight foot tall or taller. So we we now we we're like, my God, which which pretty much verify what we've seen. Like I said, we never saw its face. So we went inside the house and talked to Granny. She was calmed down pretty good then, and we told her what we saw. And she was started crying. And she said, you know, she was a little nervous. She goes, I've seen this thing a few times before. And she said, it looks in the window at me every once in a while. And she said it, it was a, like a man's face, big man's face. It covered almost a whole window. And that was a good-sized window. And she said there was hair all around the head, that's head, but no hair on its face. And its eyes were glowing red. And that threw me off. Because that's sci-fi stuff to me. I mean, I've never, I'm not doubting her. I didn't doubt her at the time. I just thought, you know, these are old, and these are old country folks. This gal was in her 60s. Of course, I'm in my 60s now, but she was a little older than I am right now. I'm 64. She was about 68, 69 back then. And, and you know, old Pentecostal people. I mean, these people were Pentecostal, very, very religious and so that's why I'm I'm like, well, well, she saw, she saw, because we saw the body of it. So obviously she's telling the truth. But I just had a hard time believing, you know, red glowing eyes. And I've heard that from other people before. And I just don't understand that because that's like vampires or something, right? Yeah. Until, yeah. until a few years ago, I was watching Discovery Channel. And uh, they're deep sea. They were deep sea uh, uh, investigating critters in the deep sea and everything. And the narrator was talking. They had a sub go down about twelve thousand foot out in the ocean, and they were looking at these sea creatures down there. They, you know, been discovered and this and that and everything else. And uh, these, it was deep, you know, pitch black down there. And these fish, and it showed them. They showed the video from these subs. These fish, and they were they were strange looking fish. But then. Uh, they were shooting red beams of light out their eyes through the darkness. And the narrator explained that. He said they, they developed a, a sense or a way, a means of seeing, I guess that's their visual, through the darkness, uh, and being able to find food and whatever, you know, as such. Uh, but when it showed their eyes, they were glowing red. And the narrator said, uh, these creatures developed this kind of te- this thing, so it's real. Uh, you know, this is actually real. And he said, he said, and the fact that sea creatures can develop this kind of this kind of ability, who's to say that land-based creatures can't as well? And that kind of concreted in everything Granny said, you know, about his red glowing eyes. It answered a big question to me of why these things have glowing eyes. Maybe they have that same ability; they can see to see in the darkness. Perhaps that's maybe what it was. But it answered a big question for me right there. Um, I think you're right, Steve. I think I think they can see in the dark. I think that's why they have the red glowing eyes. They they have the night vision that mm-hmm. some animals have. Not very many, but a lot. Some do, and I think these guys can basically see in the dark as good as we can see during the day. Oh, I agree. And you know, so and well, and so uh, and the next day we did it. I pulled a recon and went out there in the, in the field. Remember, I tell you about that crash when they ran across that uh, that field. When we built that fence, that cat, that cattle panel fence, we also built a cattle gate, you know, for for him to pull his tractor through and such. And uh, so that cattle gate was built out of uh, two by sixes, oak wood. Now, if you know anything about oak wood, oak is very heavy and a very strong wood. All right, this thing bust, busted through that gate. And splintered that them two by sixes oak wood. It splintered them like a D nine dozer going full throttle through their time. It went ahead and had no mercy on it. Not only that, but when we set that fence post down, the corner post, corner post made about uh, ten foot from that cattle gate, and the corner post made of old telephone poles. 
you know, they were ripped down, and then we sunk them down on the ground about six foot. It didn't break it. But when that when it went through that gate, the force of that power of that critter going through that gate and shattering it did pulled that corner post over. And if you don't understand the kind of power it took to do something like that, uh, you know, that, that's some power. And so we went on and, and kind of, you know, tracked where it went through. After that, it went through this other thicket and this, I mean, it was nothing but big, thick sawtooth briars. I mean, it was, we call them wait a minute lines in the military because when you went to those things in the military, they grab a hold and you say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. So, you know, uh, and uh, it was, it was bad thick, but it went right to them and it went on. Uh, we looked at the footprints coming across the, the pasture. And of course, the, I don't recall seeing toes. I, I remember we saw the footprints. They were about 17, 18 inches long. And you can see, see it resembled a foot because it stomped down on that wet, wet soil on that grass. But, uh, it, it just, it just, I mean, they were like about maybe six, almost six and a half foot apart. So you can tell the stride in this thing was unbelievable. Um, that was one of the so, questions I had for you is, did you guys go back oh, and I'm find sorry, footprints? Yeah. But it sounds like yeah, you did. Yeah, we pulled that. We pulled that recon. We kind of went back and kind of seen, look. Now, we went back to the original fence also where it was in that swamp. Because now it said in that far side of the swamp when we first jumped it up, it was, you know, it was a pretty thick swamp right there. Well, that fence over there, you know, went over there, and that bob wire wasn't touched. There was no hair on it, nothing. Where It cleared that, that five-foot fence. Uh, so it is, again, in relation to the size of this thing. Um, I was, I mean, just I, I, all these things. And so when I, when I go ahead and hear other people's stories who've seen these things, you know, I mean, stench, smell, uh, glowing red eyes, long shaggy hair, how, how it moves, how it runs, it all falls in coalition with, you know, what we saw in verification of that. Now I wanted to put this in there also, uh, you ever heard before the Boggy Creek monster? Uh, in yeah. Clark, Louisiana, or Clark, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Clark, Arkansas is right on the other side of the border of Louis- up Shreveport, Louisiana. And I've been there before several times, too. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Camden, Arkansas is not but maybe about an hour's drive from Clark, Arkansas. So you get an idea right there, relation. Was this the same creature? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's a relation to it or something, or maybe, you know, they're seen everywhere. But, um, yeah. Uh, when I was down there at the museum, Bigfoot Museum over there in the plot uh, here uh, about, about four months ago, and I was talking to the feller who had it, owned it, the old feller, and uh, he told me, he said, he said, I've never seen one. He said, but he said, the sheriff that seen you know, this one here, and, you know, when he showed me all the paperwork on it and everything else, he said, man, he, he said, this is back in 71 when they seen it, but I seen this one in 75, a few years later. But, uh, he said that uh, uh, he had a recording of one. He was out in the woods, and uh, he said uh, he, he got a recording of it. And, and uh, he said, you want to hear it? And I said, well, sure. You know, and I heard that. And let me tell you something. This is just four months ago. And 46 years later, son, the hair in the back of my neck stood up again. You know, it was exactly the same scream as I heard. Wow. And I, 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 I had chills. <clears throat> And I told him I told him my story, and he he said, "Oh, we need to put this around here." I, I said, "Well, <laughs> I said, look, I said I didn't talk about it a whole lot because the old, the family I stayed with over there, my girlfriend's family, they asked me, please don't talk about it because this is something that was they didn't want to get laughed at. You know, back in the seventies, you know, you mentioned something like just people laugh at you, think you're crazy, and they had a standing in the community. You know, they didn't want to go ahead and ruin that, so they didn't want to talk about it. And I respected that." So when I went back to compound, back to post, I never talked about it, you know, and uh, until recently. And the first time I did talk about it, of course, being married and my wife here back in 84, I stayed here in Louisiana. I'm originally from Southern California. And, uh, but uh, uh, I've been out here forever. <laughs> what part of California are you from? Uh, from Canoga Park, California, San Fernando Valley. Okay. And, and uh, I was born and raised out there. And, uh, of course, uh, when I went in the military, Uncle Sam decided to send me everywhere else. And I went back and ended up here in Louisiana after I came. I, I loved Louisiana. I fell in love with it when I was stationed here at Fort Polk. So when I came back from overseas, 
uh, the military, I went ahead and stayed here and uh, met my wife and in 84, we got married and we moved right here on this hill in the middle of the woods where we are right now. We've been here ever since. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, her uncle, <clears throat> we, we, we hunted together for years. And, uh, this old fella, he knew these woods really well. <clears throat> well, so one day I, I said, I said, Uncle Lewis, how about we go ahead and hunt over here? Anacoca, Anacoca Swamp. And he said, oh no. No, I don't go there. You want to go there, you go by yourself, but I ain't going there. And I thought, well, you know, it's, it is kind of rough terrain. I said, uh, he said, no, it ain't that. He said, I've seen something there that scared the hell out of me, and I ain't never going back. And uh, so I kind of got curious, and I said, you don't mind him telling me. He said, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't question it, old man. But later on that day, we sat down, had coffee on the porch, and he he opened up. How old were you when you yeah. when he told you this? Long after my experience. Okay. Um, this is back about. Oh, let me see. Lewis passed away about eight years ago, so <laughs> this is about uh, thirteen, fourteen years ago. Okay. He had a good friend of his named Milton Hickenbottom, who I know very well. He's passed away now too, but his sons are very good friends of mine. We've hunted together for years, and uh, him, both them was out there on Anacoka Swamp. Now, when he was out there, when this experience happened for them, this happened back in the 50s. And uh, that's how bad it scared that old man. He wouldn't go back there since then, but, and Milton either. But anyway, uh, they was uh, out there, and they were squirrel hunting. And across the creek, they went ahead and seen uh, something standing up pretty tall, covered in hair, looking at him, and boring. And he said, look, a man in long black hair tall, big man, you know, uh, roaring at him from a sandbar. And he was reached up and it grabbed a hold of a limb coming off the bluff. <clears throat> so it turned around and it walked off and it stepped up on the bluff and walked off, he said. And they waited a few minutes. And so him and Milton crossed that creek, went down and kind of see, and they said the feet, the footprints were huge in that sand. But it stepped up on that bluff. That bluff was about six foot in there. So he said it had to be a monster of a fella to go ahead and step up like that, you know. And uh, looking at the limb to come off that bluff, he said it was up about 12 foot in the air. So that thing had to have been 10 foot tall to reach up and grab that limb. So he, it just scared the fire out of him. And when it roared at him and that kind of thing, you know, when, when uh, they seen it, uh, he, that scared them both of them fellas so bad they never went back there again. And uh, I know, uh, uh, so I, I kind of asked, you know, Brian and Ricky, you know, Milton's sons, when we were hunting together about it, and they said, yeah, Daddy talked about that, and he never went back there since then, you know. And I said, well, Lewis, the same way. And uh, so we never hunted over there. We never died. I mean, I've gone there a few times without him, but, you know, I've never seen anything over there. And I live out in the woods here in Louisiana, and I, I live on a hill, and there's five, it's five miles to the swamp out my back, my back door to the next house. So I hunt all through here. I've never seen a Bigfoot out here now. He has, and of course, my other brother-in-law, my brother-in-law has too, not too far from here. And there's been a lot of sightings around uh, uh, Sabine, which is not far from here. So, uh, you know, but I've never seen one out here. I, I figured I would, much as I'm in the woods, but I never have. But mine happened, my experience happened in, in uh, Arkansas. But I'm here to tell you. And I told folks this, I said, look, you can believe it, you cannot believe it, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Something's out there. There's something out there. It's big, it's powerful, and it, 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 it it's living and it's real. Now you can call it Bigfoot, you can call it Sasquatch, you can call it a clown, whatever you want to call it. But no, nothing, nothing changes the fact it's there and it's real. And all my life, all my life, when I seen it when I was 19 years old in Arkansas, and I'm 64 now, and I'm retired law enforcement. You know, I, I, after I come out of the military, I went into law enforcement. My career was in that. I retired here a couple of years ago from law enforcement. And, you know, I've in my career in law enforcement, I have talked to a couple of people that have seen them and reported sightings and everything else. So, you know, I've always, you know, believed them, I, I, you know, because I, I know what I saw. I can't deny it. And, uh, you know, so... It's it, 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 we're, 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 science is finding these things all the time that, that exist that we thought were you know uh, uh, extinct millions of years ago, 
and we're finding them alive and well today. Uh, you know, it can be anything now. But here's something I want to throw in the mix. And I've been asked this question several times by very skeptical people. <clears throat> you know, how does this thing avoid contact? Why ain't it seen it and being caught on cameras and such, you know, on hunting cameras and such like that? And I have a good answer for that. Uh, you're talking about a bean. You know, let's put this in perspective. <clears throat> a bean that's got human, you know, characteristics to it. So therefore, it can, it can reason. It can think. Uh, it's got also a sixth sense, uh, evidently, that you know an animal would have because it's got the cunning of a, of, of a deer, you know, the speed of a deer, the, the, the cunning of a bobcat or a panther, so it can move extremely fast. But it understands it understands how to camel because I know deer hunting. Let me tell you something. I, I've been deer hunting all my life, and I know how to uh, how to deer hunt, how to track a deer and everything else. But I'm gonna tell you right now, a deer can hunker down in a in a bush, and you'll never see him. He'll sit still and not move. A squirrel, you ever squirrel hunted? Same way. They sit on a limb on in a tree, and you can't see them, you know, until they move. Animals have that 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 ability to do that to camouflage themselves, because all camouflage is is breaking up your form, basically. That's all it is, no movement, and uh, so. That that's you know I, I, that's why he he senses he can see it, obviously he can see he can tell these scammers are there and he avoids them <laughs> he got the human human intelligence and that animal ability to go ahead and you know so uh, uh, that's my personal aspect on it but appreciate you for your service first of all thank you yeah thank you no problem you um, bet you bet you know you said you saw this thing in seventy five. And you're mm-hmm. near Falk, Arkansas. You are. I'm looking on a map here. What right. are you talking about? We yeah, saw this thing. That, yeah. that, that movie um, was filmed in 72. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when the incidences actually happened, if they were 60s or right at 1970 or what. But it's a pretty he good possibility. He told me 71, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a really good possibility you saw the same creature or a relative of the same creature. Yeah. Do you think? I- Bigger, the closest I was to it, but yeah, we weren't that far down the road from <laughs> where Falk is, and and you know, so uh, and talking to different people that you know has have seen them, and like I say, uh, there's something it there there it, it, it's 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 here, it's it's alive, it's well, it's been here for a long time. Uh, now I've heard people say that it comes from other planets. I don't, I mean, it could, it's possible. I'm not knocking anything out of there. I mean. Anything's possible. It could be from another dimension. I don't know, but it, there's, uh, you know, uh, the only thing I can tell you right now, as you know, what I've seen and what I've never forgot, and uh, I never will forget. How long ever. do you think that thing was looking in your your um, your girlfriend's grandmother? I believe it was. She said she'd seen it before. Yeah. How long was this yeah. thing peeking in her window before you guys were over there and uh, going out and chasing it away? She'd seen it uh, uh, several times in the past. and I mean, she didn't give me a time frame, but she said she'd seen it before several times, and occasionally would look in the window at her. Now, it never tried to, it never, she said it never tried to break in the house. It never tried to go ahead and attack her. Uh, you know, of course, her daddy told me that he never tried to attack him or, you know, anything. But uh, it, 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 evidently it wasn't aggressive. It was just curious, I reckon. Curious, but, and it got uh, mad because you guys, you guys called it out and chased it off. Apparently, when we got over there, we went after it. Yeah, and you know when when it saw us coming closer, when it was hunkered down over there in that swamp, when it saw us getting close to it, uh, it 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 jumped up and we it decided to move. And when it did that, you know that's when we mm-hmm. and we're close to it. Like I said, and it wasn't something like you know a half mile away or a hundred yards away. We're looking, we're twenty five foot from this thing. So and in the moonlight, in the bright moonlight, there's no mistaking what we saw. The only thing I didn't see was his face, like I said. Um, but uh, looking at the body of this thing, and if, and and and, and I, like I said, I've I've run these things from mine. You know, was it a bear? Was it no? It was it a person? And no, it wasn't. It wasn't. There's no way. And so uh, this thing was an animal. It was, it was a creature of some kind, and it was real, and it's there. That's all I can tell you. I, I, you know, but uh, it scared the bejeebies out of me, and uh, enough to know that 
you know, uh, 46 years later, I'm still thinking about it. And uh, 46 years from now, God willing, if I'm still hanging around, I'll think about it then too. <laughs> Do you still go out in the woods and hunt, Steve? Oh, all the time, all the time. Uh, I go. I do got to say, I do got to put this out there. I mean, I go out there all the time. I squirrel hunt, rabbit hunt, deer hunt. In the back of my mind, when I'm by myself out there, and I go way out here in the swamp, what if? There's an always in my mind. What if I see one? You know, and people ask me, why don't you do them tree knots and such? Hey, look, I'm not, understand, what I've seen, I've seen. I didn't look, I didn't want to see it. I've seen it. I don't think I want to call one up and see him. I just don't want to do it. So, I, I, you know, what I've seen, that's good enough for me. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. But, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you. I'm not, I, my, I mean, my experience is one of it now. Not aggressive. There's people here in Louisiana that have had experiences where they've attacked their dogs and such. You know, I don't know. But uh, I've never, my experience was not, a, was not aggressive at all. So. In the beginning of your story, you were talking about the uh, the hounds or the dogs there and how they kind of hunkered up against the house. And I hear that so many times. We hear that whenever there's stories about Bigfoot and there's dogs involved, dogs will not go around these things for whatever reason. They'll attack anything in the world you train them to. Mm -hmm. You know, dogs can be trained to attack anything way bigger than itself, and they will. But when it comes to these things, there's something about them. They just know better. They they won't go near them. Well, I can tell you this. You know, I can tell you this. You know, the times I was there, you know, because I went there every weekend, like I said, you know, visit with them and help them out around the farm. And, uh, you know, uh, we think when they got a visitor here and there, them blue ticks would go crazy, son. You'd hear them, and they'd go hollering and making a racket. This, whatever, in this, when I saw them hunkered up under that house, under that, I, 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 something struck me. Something's weird. Something's wrong. And then the cows, we had in the pasture. And he had about 20 head of cattle. I, and they were all on there, and moving and going crazy, making a racket. So, there, there's, you know, uh, I, I kind of put one on one together in my mind. Something's not right. Is, is it an intruder out here? These things be going, you know, dogs be going crazy. The cattle, what would run them off? Um, so I, I'm trying to go ahead and get a gist of what's happening. When we hit that smell and everything else, and that thing jumped up, of course, the world came alive real quick, and we got our answer what we were looking at. <laughs> it was no feller, so I understood why. If I was a dog, I'd be hungry under that, that, that place, too. Right. But, uh, well, you talk about how her family, too, was you know religious, Pentecostal, so yeah. to speak, and, and um, mm-hmm. knowing a little bit about that myself, <laughs> being raised mm-hmm. that way. Uh, oh, if, if they, Those people tell you they saw something. They're not making it up. Um, oh no! You know, they're God-fearing oh, no. people, and they will—they sure. will be honest right. with you. So, yeah, I, I believe one hundred percent that they were seeing something. And you talk about how these things can get away and hide in the woods, and people's like, "Well, why don't we see them more? Why don't we do this?" Yeah, I mean, they have special—they've developed special things like night vision, or they have night vision. Sure. Uh, yeah. They live in the woods, deep in the woods. They—they they know their environment. We don't, as humans. Sure. As humans, we're not—you know—unless you spend all your time in the woods, you're mm-hmm. not used to hearing a different sound and knowing that that's not, that's something, that's something new. I got to get out of here. I got to back up. I got to go hide. These things know that. Right. They know oh, when you're sure. in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you look at this, I mean, understand this thing's half human, half animal. So it has the best of both worlds. It has the reasoning, the thinking, you know, the, the uh, ability and intelligence of a human. And it has a speed that the, 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 uh, the ability to hide in, 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 of an animal. So in the, in the third, understand that sixth sense. Look at a dog. If you have a dog and you're sitting on the front porch or you're sitting in the house, whatever, and all of a sudden that dog's ears raise up, you don't hear nothing. That dog hears it. It knows it before you hear it. So you can imagine what these creatures have that sense. They can sense when people are coming around. They can sense, you know, uh, uh, they know what a, a trail camera is. They know, they know what that is. They have the human intelligence. They, they know how to spot these things, even if they're a camo. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They, they know, and they can sense these things. And I think they have an ability to go ahead, you know, an advanced ability that humans, we don't have, you know, that, that they have, that they can go ahead and, you know, sense things and this and that and everything else. I I, I, um, I know being, you know, ex-military, we were taught, you know, true camouflage. And, it, you know, I, a friend of mine told me, oh, I'm going to wear some real tree, and I'm going to wear, wear this, and, I, you know, this and that. And, everything. and that's fine. That's fine, but real in the military they taught us real camouflage, true camouflage. You know, nothing more than breaking up your form, 
and blending into your surroundings. That's what actual camouflage is, you know. And and it's not just wearing sticks and lamps, you know. It, it's literally going ahead and blending into the surroundings. And that's what a camouflage situation is. And these animals know that. They understand that. And so uh, having human intelligence, I believe they able to keep above us on that. And uh, but uh, Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah. And you said you think mm-hmm. these things are half human, half ape or whatever. I kind of agree with you there. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that they're... I think there's there's some some kind of um, species that developed both sides of the fence, and they do have the intelligence of humans, not as advanced as we are. I don't think they can start fires. Uh, maybe they can. Yeah. I don't know. But they're smart yeah. enough to know their environment and to know how to stay hidden and to stay oh, yeah. away. Definitely. Definitely. And, well, and, I, I, yeah, you're, you're right. Exactly right. And I'll tell you something, too. I've had some people tell me, well, you know, these things exist. Why haven't we found skeletons? I've hunted all my life, all my life. I've hunted when I lived in California. I hunted up Northern California. When, 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 when you know, here in Louisiana and all over, I, I've hunted through these woods. I mean, thickets and everything else, and these swamps. And all the years, and I'm 64 years old, and all the years I've hunted, I have never, I have never, never, never come across a deer skeleton in the woods. Yeah, now, or a bear probably, you know, or anything like that. Right, right. So, so I mean, people say, well, how can we even found a Bigfoot skeleton? How can we even found a deer skeleton? How can we even found it? You know, exactly right. And so, I mean, you find a cow skull every once in a while, and cow bones. That's it. You know, but you don't. You know, you know. And so, it it, it it's it under, understanding. You know that uh, this thing is part animal, is is and part human. I, it evidently is. It has the best of both worlds, and uh, I respect it. I'm going to tell you this. I respect it. I respect it because of the fact that it's here. It is existing. It's with us. Folks can say what they want. Well, you know, Steve, maybe you're, you're, you're an old feller, man. you just going senile. Hey, man, this happened when I was 19 years old, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 and, and I remember it like it was yesterday. We all saw it. I wasn't by myself, and, you know, uh I can't deny what I saw. And I tell people that all the time. You can you can doubt me all you want to, but I can't deny what I saw. I have to tell you. And, I, you know, they ask me detail. I tell them I never saw its face. And I'm going to tell you, if I saw it, I'd tell you. If I didn't see it, I'm not going to say I saw it. I did not see its face. Right. You know, I saw its body. It ran away from me, you know, and uh, ran, ran, ran away from us. And uh, I can just describe to you what I saw, you know. so. Well, we believe you, you and, and I'm sure that the people okay. listening to this episode are going to believe you. And to those people who say, mm-hmm. well, why can't you find a body? Why can't you find a skeleton? I say this. Go out mm-hmm. in the woods and find me a, a bear skeleton and bring it back mm-hmm. to me. And then, and then I'll let you say that, hey, maybe these things aren't real. Find me any part of a bear skeleton that you can. And they mm-hmm. know that bears yeah. are abundant out there. Go mm-hmm. find a bear skeleton. That's it. Sure. Just bring me some some bone back from a bear, and then we'll sit down and we'll discuss about how maybe there's not, you know, these things. And if That's and if it. and being the nature that they are, part human, so to speak, if they are, they're not going to just leave their dead laying around anywhere. They're they're going to do no. something yeah. with them. They're going to dispose of them some way. I don't know if they eat their dead. I don't know if they bury know. them. I don't know if they go down deep in caves. I, I don't know what they do, but. They're not just going to be. They travel in in family groups. They're not loners. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When when there's one around, there's probably another one around too. They I know agree. when something happens to it. The only way mm-hmm. you're going to get a body or find a skeleton is if someone puts one down right then and there, and there's enough guys around to to keep the other ones at bay, to to do something with the body, blah blah blah. Then the government finds mm-hmm. out. Then they step in, and then it's over. I mean, well, that's my. I'm problem. gonna tell you this. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I'll tell you this too: when it comes to the government, and I've had a lot of dealings with that in the military. Um, you know, I heard things from high rank when I was in the military, and uh, you know, in, in my MOS, and it it, it 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 things that were you know didn't make any sense. But you know, there's things out there that's real. I know my. Uh, well, when I was overseas, we had a new BC, new battalion commander, come from the Pentagon. He had one year left to retire, full board colonel. And uh, we had an NCO meeting. I never forgot this. This was back in you know back in the seventies, and we were sitting there with him and talking. One of the fellers, one of the NCOs, had asked him. He said, "Colonel," he said, uh, "Worked the Pentagon." He said, "Yeah, for several years." He said. Didn't hear about anything about UFOs. And we all started laughing, you know, and that kind of thing. And, 
he kind of looked over. He said, he said, let me explain something to you. He said, anything that happens in the Pentagon is not to leave the walls of the Pentagon. He said, now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that UFOs exist. Remember these words very well. He said, but I'm not going to tell you UFOs don't exist. And he said, I'll leave it to your imagination to decide. He said, but whatever you think in the back of your mind, little little thought in the back of your mind that pops up as soon as I just said what I said, believe that. <laughs> I never forgot that. Just in the back of my mind, I thought, said, yep, they're real. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, Oh, I want to tell you something else, too, real quick. I, I, I don't mean to tie y'all up. You're fine. But while we're on that, on that subject, 1972, because uh, I, I was back in California back then, and my my aunt and uncle, they, they were missionaries up in Nome, Alaska. They've been up there in Nome, Alaska since the 50s. They come to visit, and this is right before I went to the military, and uh, they come to visit, and we were sitting around the kitchen table talking, and uh, they said they were telling us a story about how in Nome, in Nome at nighttime, they would go to bed. They were, everyone was scared to go to bed at nighttime, you know, in, in Nome for some reason. But she said these tall white birds would walk into their house. So I don't know how they get in. They said never said, but they'd walk in their house, come to the foot of their bed. And they were about four or five foot tall, and they were, they were white, and they had big black eyes. And they were like owls. And they'd look at them. And they said they couldn't move. They, they both were wide awake, and they couldn't move. And, and and they they didn't know what they were, and it scared them. And they had friends there from Nome that were seeing the same thing, and so they thought, you know, of course, being missionaries, automatically they were demons, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. So, uh, I, you know, I, I blew that off. You know, I mean, I, I believed them, I, you know, because that's my, you know, aunt and uncle, and they're both missionaries, and they're very strong Christian people, of course. Fast forward to 2010 and 2012, whenever it was, and I watched a documentary called The Fourth Kind about people in normal Alaska that were seeing these white birds walking to their rooms and uh, <clears throat> they thought they were white birds anyway until they got put under hypnosis and found out they were, you know, gray aliens or something. And that kind of shocked me. I said, whoa. And they and, and so I had friends of mine say that was a bunch of BS because that's, that's a movie and that documentary was not real. I thought, well, wait a minute. I heard the same thing 40-some years earlier from my aunt and uncle who were missionaries in Nome, Alaska. So just the icing on the cake there. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that goes on in Alaska. I'd love to talk to some people oh, yeah. down there. Mm. I'll tell you what. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we can someday soon. Do you think that um, <laughs> in our lifetime, Bigfoot will ever be, become known to science? Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and answer that question like this, the best way I know how to answer it. We'll find out about it. Uh, uh, it'll come to public knowledge when the U.S. government decides it's time. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to answer I guess my, it. my question with, is, yeah. do you think the government will ever tell us that Bigfoot's real? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, uh, will, will they? Look how the UFO thing is coming out right now. So I, I believe, I believe, yeah, the truth always finds a way out. Even with the Internet today and you got social media, people are able to go ahead and, and, and come out and really tell a lot of things happen. I think the government knew that was going to happen once they put, you know, Facebook together and they put together uh, social media. They knew the truth was going to come out. People were going to start doing whistleblowers are coming forward. So educating people on what's really going on. And uh, so I, I think, yeah, I think it's, sooner or later it's going to happen. But like right now, I mean, if you look at the X-15, you know, uh, jet, it, for years it was you know, people, the, the military said, oh, people are crazy. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. And all of a sudden a few years ago, you know, they come out and say, oh, here it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's government, basic government cover-up. They're going to go ahead and cover the truth up till it's the time for them. They figure they're going to go ahead and let people know. But I think it'll, it'll happen when they decide. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you for coming on and sharing your story and talking to us, Steve. I appreciate y'all having me. Well, we yeah, thanks it. for taking the time. Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You uh, see and, anything uh, else down there? You're out hunting and something happens, get a hold of us and let us know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you got that right in. I will. And uh, again, I, 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 and, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. This old fellow here I appreciates the opportunity to go ahead and kind of bring get this off my chest after so many years. <laughs>
We're happy to let yeah. you do that, man. Trust me. We're happy to let you do that. And we're glad you came My on pleasure. our show and did that. So appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. All right, Steve, you take care. All right, Steve. Thanks. You, y'all too. All right. Bye-bye. So what do you think? You think that uh, was possible? That thing could have been related to the creature they talked about in the movie or, or what? Um, yeah. I mean, it, he was close. I mean, like that animal could have went back and forth, you know, between states. It was right on the edge. So, yeah. I got to admit, I've never watched that movie. You know, I haven't either. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that because it's. I, I am too. It's always cited as one of the big Bigfoot movies. But right. Well, it's it's so old. It's so old. It's older than us. It's old as we are, for God's oh, sakes. Why would we yeah, want to watch anything like that? I mean, Jesus. I don't like looking at myself in the mirror every day, let alone. I know. I don't like 51. Crap. Yeah. I tell you what. Um, I just keep uh, keep loving these guys coming on and telling their stories and listening to this stuff. Uh, oh, no. And they're so they're so good. What? I mean, what? One thing that, that when we got started with this, man, it was just like, I just want to hear people talk about their encounters, you know? And that's the cool part of this. Hear the reaction, hear the inflection in their voice. Yeah, from there. yeah absolutely. And, and him being law enforcement and military, I mean, you know, there's credibility there. You've got to admit. Yeah. So. And I know that we don't always video these things, but we can see them most of the time. And their facial expressions and everything are are real right a lot of people want to come on they're reluctant to talk about it they definitely yeah. don't want to be videoed and that's fine we get that we're happy just to hear their stories oh heck yeah you know and spread it out there yeah and we'll even if you guys don't want to come on if you don't want to talk if you're afraid to talk on a recording or on the air send it to us in writing we'll read it i mean we'll omit your name if you want us to or just tell us what you want us to do yeah, we want to get your stories out there if you want to be if you want to be heard uh, one way or the other. So you know, email us That's at right. info at cryptidcreatures.co. Get a hold mm-hmm. of us on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Instagram. We are Cryptid Creatures, as you know, as you're listening to. Okay. So uh, just reach out to us. We're out there. So feel free to yep. get in touch yep. and let us Thanks know, guys. Brian, as always, man, great hanging always out. A pleasure, man. Heck yeah, always fun. You have a good one, man, and we'll talk soon. We'll talk next time. Yep. See ya.